Hey, guys. Guys. It's after midnight. And this is the Wisdom on Wheels podcast. I'm Steve Johnson. And I'm trying to be very, very quiet right now. Because I don't want to wake up any of the neighbors. So, maybe I should talk like this for the entire episode. But then if I do that, some people might get annoyed that are listening. And they might stop listening. So maybe I should talk normal. What do you think? Well, by the time you let me know what you think, it'll be over. So... I'm just going to go to talking in a normal voice now. So anyway, it's good to be with you all today. Um, in spite of the fact that I have some very confusing information to update you on regarding my apartment situation. Um, I thought I had this all figured out uh, as far as how long I might be able to stay here. Um, And, well, I was wrong. Because I went on March 1st yesterday. Well, I guess it's two days ago now since it's after midnight. But I went on on the 1st to pay my rent after I did the podcast that afternoon. And I told you guys everything was fine. So I went on to pay my rent in the online portal, and it said that I had lost access to the online portal. And so I could not pay my rent. So I called. uh, Well, I couldn't call that evening, because like I said, it was after the last podcast that I did, which means it was after 5 p.m. So I went... um, The next day, I called... Sunday's property management, and I let them know what was going on, and they said that they no longer are the property managers for this property, which means that there's a new property manager that I didn't know how to get in touch with. They told me the name of the place, and they said that the phone number, the local phone number, was the same as it always has been for this apartment complex. So I tried to look up the phone number, which I found out was disconnected or was no longer in service. So I had to call them back. When I called them back, they gave me another number that I left a message for because nobody answered. So then I called back again to the original property management, and I got their email. When I got their, uh, I got the email for the new place. So I sent an email to them, and it's currently 12.26 a.m. on March 3rd. So let me look and see. Last time I checked, I did not have an email from them and a reply. And as of right now, I still don't have an email from them. But the fact that I didn't get a a response back saying that that email is not valid or accurate is a good sign. 
But so I hope to hear from them either via phone or via email tomorrow. Maybe it'll be some good news. Maybe it won't. But anyway, so we got a new property manager. Um, I don't have a way to pay my rent right now because I don't know the website. The website was not easy to find. Uh, as a matter of fact, I didn't find it. So that tells you how not easy it is to find because I still haven't found it. Um, and they also told me, the original property manager, Sundance, told me that uh, they, the, the new people were supposed to send us out a notice or leave something in our mailboxes. Didn't get anything like that. Went and got all the mail today. There was nothing there. So I'm being left in limbo here, needing to pay my rent soon so it doesn't get a late fee. Even it's already so expensive that it's going to be ridiculously just, I don't know how long I can do this here, but it's already higher than I can afford for very long. And now I've got to wait on top of that. And it's new people. So I don't, I already didn't know what to expect from the one that just gave this up. And now there's new people. So I don't know. This is like the third time in a little over a year that we've had this kind of situation going on. I don't know. I, I hope that there may be something good can come out of it, and maybe I can talk to them, explain my situation again, and maybe I'll get to stay here longer, and I won't have to continue. I won't have to worry about whether or not I can find an apartment for the cats and for myself. Maybe it'll just all work out. Um that would be a very godlike thing to do because he does things like that. You know, just he makes a way where there seems to be no way, the Bible says. So maybe that'll work out. That would be awesome and great and wonderful if it did. But I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. What I do know is we are on the last day of this section of Genesis, which is on. Abraham, the friend of God. And so I want to take the last 20, around 24 minutes to really get into this, which is Genesis chapter 24. So Genesis 24 says we're going to, uh, oh no, Genesis 25. We skipped 24 because that is about Isaac, which is the next part of our study. So we're skipping 24 and we're going to 25. Chapter 25, verses 1 through 18, because it brings to full circle uh, the life of Abraham, the friend of God. Galaxy, why do you wait until I start recording to start meowing? I just got you food a few minutes ago, and you're already meowing. Why do you always do this? Are you just that anxious to get on my podcast? Is that what you're doing? Read the segment of Genesis 25. Verses 1 through 18, and note what God tells us about Abraham and his sons, Isaac and Ishmael. So we're going to do that, and I can't pause because I'm doing this from the Anchor website, so I'm not doing it on my voice recorder, which means I cannot pause it. So this is totally, I'm flying without a net. So we'll see what happens here. Okay, Genesis 25, 1 through 18. The New Living Translation. It says, Abraham married another wife. Now, remember, this guy thought he was going to be, you know, 
He wasn't going to have a child. He was too old. Him and Sarah were too old to have a baby because he was 100 and she was 90 when when uh, Isaac was born. Before that, he thought he was going to be too old to have a child and she would be too old to have a child. Now Sarah has passed away. And not only was he too old, you know, he was 137 when she passed away. He just got married again. And this woman's name was Keturah, and she gave birth to Zimron, Jokshan, Medon, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six more children. Six more children. He didn't, he thought he was too old to have one. Not only was he supernaturally gifted by God with the ability to have another child and for Sarah to have another child, they had six more children, him and his new wife, Keturah, after Sarah passed away. So Jokshan was the father of Sheba and Dedan. That'll come in um, later in another book and in a prophecy. So... We'll get we'll get into that later. Dedan's descendants were the Asherites, Latushites, and Leumites. I think is how you say that. Midian's sons were Ephah, Epher, Hanak, Abida, and Eldah. This is Genesis twenty-five. If you want to correct my pronunciation of any of these names. These were all descendants of Abraham through Keturah. Abraham gave everything he owned to his son Isaac. But before he died, he gave gifts to the sons of his concubines and sent them off to a land in the east, away from Isaac. So, he had a lot more children, just as God had predicted. A far cry from what he had expected long before. So Abraham lived a total of 175 years. So he lived about almost almost 50 years after Sarah died. And he died at a ripe old age, having lived a long and satisfying life. He breathed his last and joined his ancestors in death. His sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah near Mamre in the field of Ephron, son of Zohar the Hittite. This was the field Abraham had purchased from the Hittites, and where he had buried his wife Sarah. So he made sure that he was buried where she was buried. After Abraham's death, God blessed his son Isaac, who settled near Bir Lahai Roy in the Negev. Again, that's not a land of beer, and it's not where a guy named Roy lives. Bir Lahai Roy. And again, if I'm mispronouncing any of these, feel free to correct me. Um, now for Ishmael's descendants. This is the account of the family of Ishmael, the son of Abraham, through Hagar. The one where Abraham and Sarah tried to help God out by Sarah giving her slave Hagar as a wife for Abraham to have children with. Or as a, as a means for them to have children, I should say. To be more accurate. Sarah's Egyptian servant. Here is a list by their names and clans of Ishmael's descendants. The oldest was, oh gosh, this one's going to be fun. Nebaioth, followed by Kedar, Edbeel, 
Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Masa, <laughs> Masa, Hadad, Tima, Jeter, Nefesh, Kadima. These 12 sons of Ishmael became the founders of 12 tribes named after them, listed according to the places they settled and camped. Ishmael lived for 137 years. So he lived to be about as old as Abraham was when he married Keturah. Then he breathed his last and joined his ancestors in death. Ishmael's descendants occupied the region from Havilah to Shur. I remember Havilah from Genesis, or earlier in Genesis, I should say, because we're still in Genesis, where it talked about the Garden of Eden um, being near there which is east of Egypt, stop that galaxy, in the direction of Asher. They lived in open hostility toward all their relatives. So that's all that we learn about Isaac and Ishmael from Genesis 25, 1 through 18. That's what we learn about Abraham's family tree. Now, Abraham's wife, Keturah, the names of their sons and their sons' sons, that would be grandchildren. So, and it says, remember God's word to Abraham in Genesis chapter 17, verses 4 through 6. I'm guessing this has something to do with the promise of how many descendants he was going to have and how innumerable they were going to be. He said, God said, this is my covenant with you, talking to Abraham. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, it will be Abraham. Abraham means, or Abram means exalted father. Abraham sounds like a Hebrew term that means father of many. He said, I will, um, I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations and kings will be among them. And the sons of Ishmael, we've already talked about them. It says, uh, finally, uh, look up Second Chronicles chapter twenty, or chapter twenty, verse seven, Isaiah forty-one eight, and James two twenty-three, and how is Abraham remembered by his descendants? So second chronicle, I'm going to type these in one at a time because I can't pause. So second chronicles chapter 20 verse 7. You can turn to these pages and kind of mark them, bookmark them, or whatever if you want. If you're using a print Bible, you can type them in as I'm going along. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 7. Isaiah. 41. I can't believe I'm getting hungry. It's uh, Again, it's like 12.38 and I'm getting hungry again. Weird. And then we have, let's see, third in uh, James chapter 2 and verse 23. I remember reading some of James in a recent podcast related to Abraham also. And again, the objective of this is to to. To note how Abraham is remembered by his descendants by looking at these verses. 
Galaxy Stop It. You got food. Okay. So 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 7. O our God, did you not drive out those who lived in the land when your people Israel arrived? And you did not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham. And uh, excuse me, it said you did not. It actually says, and did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Hey, it's after midnight. It's, I'm doing good just to be able to finish this. So, but I didn't want to go. I didn't want to miss like another day after already missing one earlier this week. Isaiah 41, 8, but as, as for you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, my chosen one, descended from Abraham, my friend. So what do we learn from Isaiah 41, 8? The very same thing that we have been talking about. This entire section is titled Abraham, the friend of God. And this comes from Isaiah 41, 8 and, and other, other places in the Bible where Abraham is called God's friend. Galaxy, stop. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 7, and we saw there that the land was forever given to the descendants of your friend Abraham. So again, we see it repeated that Abraham was God's friend. It says that a couple of different times. We also see that the land of Israel was given to the Jewish people forever. And that's not just that little tiny itty bitty strip of land like what Israel occupies today. They actually have a whole lot more land that God gave them that they've never possessed. Even at the zenith of their kingdom, the United Kingdom under Saul, uh, Saul Solomon, and uh, um, David, or excuse me, Saul, David, and Solomon. Even under that, galaxy keeps distracting me. I apologize. But even under the United Kingdom, under Saul, Saul, David, and Solomon, they did not occupy the entire land that God gave them to possess. They never have. They will during the millennium when Jesus returns and sets up his kingdom on earth. But we see here, we see twice where Abraham is referred to as the friend of God. And we see that Israel um, was given the land the nation of Israel was given the land forever. Now let's go to the third passage they had us look up, which is James chapter 2 and verse 23. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. We saw that in Genesis 15, 6. It says he was even called the friend of God, and that's a repeat of what we just read from Isaiah 41, 8. So there's three different times where I think Galaxy's just getting anxious. And that's what, and not anxious, but I think she's just getting antsy because she, she got a lot of energy and she wants to, who knows what. But anyway, um, Abraham was called the friend of God three different times here and other places also in the Bible where Abraham is called the friend of God, not just in these. So... But that's the point that is trying to drive home here, is how often Abraham is referred to as God's friend. And why and how was he counted righteous? 
Genesis 15, 6. I keep repeating that as the key verse of this study, that Abraham believed God and God counted it to him as righteous, but counted him as righteous because of his faith. Because of his faith. That is how we were counted. That's how we are counted righteous because of our faith in Jesus. And that's how we can be counted as God, as God's friends is not by our performance necessarily, but by our faith. Our faith is the fountain from which everything else flows, including any good works. But it does, our good works don't make us right with God. It's our faith alone. It's not good works. It's not baptism. It's not um, any sacraments or like the communion or anything else like that. It's faith. That is what makes us right with God. Our faith is expressed in these other things. But our faith is what makes us right with God, and it's our faith that makes it possible for us to become friends of God. And do, 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 um, it says, okay, we, we looked at our at a glance chart, which is the chapter themes. Um, the theme of this one is basically what happened post-Sarah to Abraham as far as Keturah goes and things like that. Um, it says, record what you've learned about God in your journal on God. Take a few minutes to review what you've recorded in your journal during the course, during this course and ask God to reveal himself to you so that you will know him for who he is and not just facts about him. And that is really the central focus of what this is about. So tonight, when we get done with this podcast, or whenever you happen to listen to this, take some time, as I'm going to do, and ask that God will reveal himself to you, not just through the facts that we are learning about him, but that you would get to know him on a very personal level. Really take some time to develop that relationship with him and that that's more than just knowing facts about somebody that's really knowing them and that's what God wants he doesn't just want us to do this study so we can just learn a lot of stuff knowledge puffs up especially knowledge without love when we really get to know God and this is a challenge to myself as well to really take the time to commune with him and get to know him on a personal level. Don't waste that time. Don't waste the time we're given each day that God wants us to to just do that, to really commune with him one-on-one. It's good to do that corporately in a church setting, but it's also good to do that in a one-on-one kind of relationship setting. And we don't want to neglect that because otherwise the rest of this is irrelevant and meaningless. It's got to mean something. If this doesn't spur us to a closer relationship with him, then it's just an academic exercise and therefore pointless, as I believe I said on another podcast. So... Remember, anyone can be Abraham's offspring through Jesus Christ, the mediator of the new covenant, which we will 
which is what the New Testament is all about. It's the New Covenant. It's another way to say the New Covenant. All you have to do is to come to God by passing through the veil of the flesh of the Son of God, who is the way, who is the truth, and the life. The only way, for there is salvation in none other than through the seed of Abraham, Jesus Christ. If you're listening to this right now, and you haven't made that decision of faith, this would be the perfect time to do that. Do it right now. Tell God that you want to become his child. A misnomer that's often out there, and I think I've said this before too, a misnomer that's out there is to say that we're all children of God. I just heard that again recently. I forgot where it was right now off the top of my head. But that's not true. We're not all God's children. We're all God's creatures. But we're not God's children until we accept Jesus as His as our Savior. And that's John chapter 1 verse 12. If you want to look that up and check Tell God that you want to become his child, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that you're ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him for the remainder of your life. That you want, like Abraham, to be a friend of God through the new covenant. Remember that Jesus said that there is no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. And Jesus said, you are my friends if you do what I command you. He said, no longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Sorry about the shaking, that was galaxy. Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. That you would go and bear fruit. That's what he chose us for, to bear fruit. And that your fruit would remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give to you. We know that as a true friend of God, a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will continue in his word. Because according to John 8.31, this is the mark of a genuine follower of our Lord. Christianity is to be lived, not just to be learned. So I invite you to join me in the next study, or it's still Genesis, but as we do the next part of our study, which is about Isaac. But again, I would encourage you to take some time, not a if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, you can do that here. I will repeat this prayer again. So that if you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior, as we close out this podcast tonight, I want to give you a chance to do that. You can say this along with me if you want to. Dear God, I want to become your child. I want to become a true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, your son. And I'm ready to deny myself. I'm ready to take up my cross and follow you for the remainder of my life. 
I want, like Abraham, to become your friend through the new covenant. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. If you meant that from the heart and you've never prayed that before, or if you've or if you have any doubts about your true standing with God and you truly meant that from your heart, then you've just been born again. If that is you, if you have done that tonight, then I invite you to send me an email at wisdomonwheels83 at gmail.com. Again, that's wisdomonwheels, all one word, wisdomonwheels83 at gmail.com. You can also, uh, I would also ask as we close down with our last uh, little over a minute here, that you would share this podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Parlor, on MeWe, on Gab, in your email, by word of mouth, however you choose to do it. Um, please, I'm trying to grow my audience. I'm trying to expand the outreach of this uh, of this podcast. I'm trying to share what I have to say with more people and expand our influence and help people to grow in kingdom principles through what I have to say in this podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed this study so far. Like I said, we've just um, finished the parts about Abraham. And so now we're going to move on to Isaac, which means we're going to go back to Genesis 24 and then on to continue on with Genesis. But for now, we've got about 13 seconds left. I just want to thank you all again for joining me tonight. Sorry about galaxies meowing. And uh, anyway, be with you all again tomorrow. God bless and good night.